Hey, E, put the beat on. Hey, Taylor, you like this joint? Yeah, this beat hard. Yeah, you, you sure you like this joint? You would tell me if you didn't, right? Oh, yeah, of course. No, this gonna go, this gonna go hard. All right, all right, cool, cool. This this my man, Scotty Pimpin' drum. Oh, okay, all right, then. Matter of fact, I, I got something for this. Got something like what? <laughs> Welcome to the top shelf. With a flavor so hot, but you will not melt. About to take you on a ride like you never felt. Up and down, real smooth like a carousel. Moving in our own lane, no parallel. Everybody needs sleep, it's good for your health. If you stuck like Chuck, I might have a help. Cause we talk sports, life, and everything else. It's on a podcast. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you, as always, for tuning in to Sleep, the Sports Life and Everything Else podcast, presented by the away team, and coming to you from the top shelf. This is episode number 13. I go by the name of Mike on the mic. I bring the light, insight, no hype. And if you get most sleep in your life, it just might help you get yourself right. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S-L-E-E-P-I-S, the number four, Y-O-U. Subscribe and listen. Uh, catch episodes of the show uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Uh, leave comments, show love, show hate. We're here for it all. And if you like us, kindly share with your friends. Joining me, joining me here in the studio, it's Taylor. Yo, Taylor, what's going on? Yes, sir. What's going on? What's good? How you feeling today? Feeling good, feeling good. Good, good. Holiday weekend, yeah. Yeah, we, we talked a little bit before the show. You said you've been having a good weekend so far, so that's great. Yeah. Bring mm-hmm. it into a good Sunday. Yeah. E, E's in the building. Yeah. Taking care of the reduction on the boards. That's right. Got a little beverage on deck, a little holiday celebration. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I heard a joke once upon a time, don't drink and drive, because you might spill your drink. Mm, there you go. Sounds about right. All right, all right. So we're going to get into it, episode 13. <laughs> and uh, we're going to start with a recap of that Eagles game, uh, mm. or how I'm lovingly referring to them uh, from now on, at least until they get their act together. The Steagles. You might have to, you might have to play some funeral music. This might be over for them. Because they stink. Yeah. yeah. Where, where, you got that Undertaker beat. Undertaker, some funeral. Maybe put it in after we get done. But put my on goodness, that procession. Man. Oh, my God. It's a wrap. It's over with. And this is not a home going. This is just dead. No, this is a wrap. It's 20, 2019 for the Eagles. It's, it's over with. When you, so, lose, when you lose to the Dolphins, it's over with. It's wild. Taylor called it, what, a week, two weeks ago? Uh, I think I you think said, I, You said they might as well just chalk it, mail in the rest of the season, yeah, and just that, see they, what they, they can get as far as draft picks. Yeah, they might as well just go, go up the draft boards, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Be up there with them, you know what I mean? Because they, they need too many players, and they need good players. So this is, this, this is a travesty. And it's crazy because I was talking to uh, – my confidant, uh, my pop, and I was just uh, talking about your idea about them losing, losing out, trying out. to get a good draft pick. Yes. And he was like, that's good. That's fine. They can do that and get a maybe good draft pick. But who are they going to pick? Well, listen, when they, you have to— probably going to miss. When you're at the top, you can't really miss <laughs> because it's so good. It's when, it, it's when they get to the back and they don't know what they're doing. Word. Yeah, so if you're in the top 10, you cannot miss. If you miss, then everybody needs to be gone. Like everybody. So if you're in that top ten, someone's gonna fall to you, whether it be the best corner, 
the best or the second best linebacker or the best offense, whoever it is, you're going to get somebody good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So they need to just lose because they're, they're terrible. They, you could obviously see today they don't have the, they don't have the skill, and the coaching staff is. <laughs> Some, they need to they need to make some 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 make some big changes in that coaching staff. I haven't seen anybody get I haven't seen them develop anybody or gotten anybody better from like a regular person to like playing above what they they haven't done any of that. So mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. They, they, they need to be a lot of reconstructing this year, not just with the roster, but so much with that coaching staff too. They might be get some younger guys in there because these guys don't know what they're doing. Yeah, might need some new voices in the house. Yeah, it's, it's starting to get crazy. Um, that's embarrassing. And it's crazy because. Uh, like, I was just patting the defense on the back last week. They had a pretty good performance. Yeah. They played pretty well. The secondary played well. The front was getting pressure. And then they come out today. Got and toasted. Get, and got, get, got toasted. Get cooked. Got toasted by some white guy with a beard. That's get, a shame. Get laid up on by, by Fitz, yeah. Yeah. Fitz Tragic. Yeah, Fitz Tragic, man. That's, that's a shame, man. So, <laughs> so getting into the stats from the game a little bit, uh, Carson Wentz, he came out. He went 28 for 46. 310 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. So Carson had an all right game. Uh, Miles Sanders uh, went 17 carries for 83 yards. He did not get into the end zone rushing, but he did get into the end zone receiving off of five catches for 22 yards. Give that man the ball. He ran hard today. Give him the ball. Yeah, man, stop stop trying to put my man in bubble wrap. Yeah, like, give him the ball. Give him 20, 25 carries. What, else you, got to, yeah, what else you got to, to lose? My goodness. You were saying before we started, like, he's a young man. Let, let, let <laughs> give him, him 25 let, carries. Let him ride, man. Go, man. Sheesh. Also on the receiving end, Alshon Jeffrey pulled in nine catches for 137 yards and a touchdown. Oh, so he wanted to play today. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, he was in the building, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was targeted 16 times, though, so nine catches out of 16 targets. That's not bad. Okay, okay. I can take that. Um, who, that else you, who else you going to target? All the rest of the receivers are terrible. Speaking of who else you going to target, the man you love to hate, Dallas Goddard, had six catches for 66 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah, he, he was all right today. And uh, moving to the Miami side of the ball, Ryan Fitz, Fitz Tragic, uh, went 27 for 39, 365 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. He was carving them fools up like a yeah. turkey on Thursday. Carved them up. He wasn't playing no games. Yeah. Um, on the rushing end, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. I mean, Albert Wilson chipped in two carries for 31 yards. Miles Gaskin had two carries for 20 yards. That's the sad part. You knew they were going to pass because they, they have not been able to run the ball whole, whole season. Mm-hmm. So you know the pass was coming, and they still got torched. And on the passing note, Devontae Parker, who sat very comfortably on my fantasy football bench, had seven catches for 159 yards and two touchdowns. He embarrassed both corners. Mills and Darby embarrassed both of them. Mike Gusecki, tight end, chipped in five catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. He embarrassed, uh, what's his name? Uh, Malcolm Jenkins embarrassed that fool. Mm. Embarrassed yeah. him twice. Mm. Malcolm Jenkins, man. It's time for him to go, too. We might have to put him on the watch. Cause nah, I'm, that, he, that was my guy, but it's time for him to go. He can't play no more. He, he, he's been MIA for a little while. It's time for him to, that was my guy, but it's time for him to go. He can't play. Oh, boy. Poor Jenkins. Yeah. Putting, putting people out the pasture. Well, you know, it gets to that point. Sometimes you got to let somebody go. Sometimes yeah, yeah. you got to, like you said, put them out the stud. Yeah, go. Go away, man. Bring us some, bring us some young people, man. Come on, man. Please. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So moving on to uh, some other 1 o'clock games today. Uh, was there anything 
uh, in particular game wise that that stuck out to you, Taylor? Anything? The Niners that... and the, the 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 Baltimore Ravens, man. That was okay. the game of the week, man. And it, it went down in the rain, man. It was it, it was back and forth, back and forth. It was just as you expect two teams that would go at each other, mm-hmm. and uh, of course they pulled out. Uh, Baltimore pulled it out at the end. With the twenty to uh, seventeen win in the rain, yeah, Justin Tuck went out. Yeah, Justin Tuck went out and kicked the ball, uh, kicked the uh, kicked the rock, and it was good. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't have a great game passing, but he made the right pass when he had to, and he ran the ball for over hundred yards. Mark Ingram still was getting it in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, was, it was it was a very very good game, very good game for Baltimore. They played very well on defense. Yeah, yeah. They, they, San Francisco defense played good too. They played Lamar Jackson very well. They were had enough to win, but Jimmy Garoppolo was. He, he was a little bit of a, he was a little bit of a tragedy today. So, yeah, he was getting sacked a lot today. And uh, when I actually caught this game, it was uh, as I got <clears throat> to um, my grandparents' house down south because uh, we got together for a little bit of after Thanksgiving dinner this weekend. And my uncle was saying this may be a preview of the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Forty Nine ers. It was. It was. It was a really, really good game. Back and forth. Back and forth. But then it kind of stayed seventeen seventeen for a while. But it was, it was a good game. It, uh, Ryan Morse, Morse, or Morse, Morster? Raheem Morse, Morse, Morster. He had a yeah. real good game. He had like a forty-yard run today. Nineteen carries for one hundred forty-six yeah. mm-hmm. and a touchdown. Yeah, but the the Baltimore shut down pretty much. Uh, they shut down George Kittle's. Um, they Emmanuel Sanders didn't really do much today. So you know, Jimmy Garoppolo kind of was kind of holding the ball a little bit and was trying to find a second and third secondary receiver, and mm-hmm. third receiver. But Baltimore pulled it out. I mean, hey, all you're trying to do is get the win. So they got the win. So. Yeah, two games, you know, back to back, you know, with the Monday night game um, against the Rams and this game when Fortnite's come to them, yeah. and they got two W's. So yeah, Baltimore's rolling right now. They can win, they can blow you out, or they can play you toes close and win. So they've blown out two playoff teams with the with the uh, Texans and the um, uh, Rams, and now they've you know they played it close with 49ers and got, got the win. Oh, and they blew out the Patriots earlier this year too. So they they can win all kinds of ways. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So. They're rolling right now. I would, I would be very scared of them right now. Like literally, like if I saw them last, last three or four weeks of the schedule, I wouldn't. I, I'd be, I'd be shook because I don't know. Lamar Jackson can beat you in all kinds of ways. He can run. He can throw. I mean, he, he's a beast, man. He's the MVP this year, clearly. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is, is killing it this year. Yeah, as long as he maintains these next two or three year games and don't, you know, don't get hurt or anything like that, he's probably gonna be the MVP this year. All right, all right. Uh, so another one o'clock game that uh, went down <clears throat> a little differently than maybe some people would have prognosticated uh, was that Cincinnati and New York Jets game. It was really nothing to see here as far as uh, entertainment to- value. It was the uh, toilet bowl. Cincinnati's one and eleven. Yeah, the Jets t- are uh, four and eight after this game because yeah. Cincinnati was able to get their first victory. They got off the snide. They got themselves their first win. So you know, they, 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 this like I said, this, this was the toilet bowl game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they, you know. They got about the toilet, I guess. And Cincinnati got themselves the win. They went back to Andy Dalton, and uh, you know, they got they got the win. I mean, uh, Tyler Boyd had a good game. Uh, um, Joe Mixon had a good game. So yeah, it was, it was. I mean, it wasn't an interesting game. I mean, but the, the, the Jets. I mean, Jets do got some impressive wins on their schedule. But you know, Baltimore. I mean, not Baltimore. Uh, the Bengals. You know, they're eventually going to win. You know? They they they've been competitive in most of their games this year. So they got they got to win today. So thank God. 
and not too much going down in that game as far as stats. No, not too much stats. I think no. I just gave you everybody. Uh, Tyler Boyd, he had a touchdown catch, and Joe Mixon had a touchdown run. I think that's about it. The Bengals ended up winning that one 22 to 6. Yeah. Just uh, at home. Yeah, just didn't do nothing. And it was their first win uh, for Cincinnati since week 15 of last year. It's been 350 days mm. since the Cincinnati Bengals have won a game. That sounds about right. Well, at least they won a day, so they, well, at least they won't be defeated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's good to get one. You yeah, you got one win, so you know. But they're secure with that first overall pick in the draft, so that's all they wanted to do. They're good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, so we're gonna move on to another game. Uh, as far as uh, trying to see if this was a one o'clock game, Tennessee and uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, that was a one o'clock game. Yes, okay. it was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jacoby uh, Brissett was he was all over the place today, man. As soon as he as soon as he bigged him up, he started playing like trash, man. <laughs> That's a uh, shame. Tennessee ended up pulling that one out, thirty-one to seventeen, to advance to seven and five. Uh, as far as the stat side goes, I want to uh, put I want to put an RIP to uh, Adam Vinatieri. He missed another three field goals today. Can y'all please get this man out of here? Please oh just cut God. him, oh put him God. out of his mind. We just talked about people with fair. Get him up out of here. Cut him. Let's talk about putting people out of pasture. Yeah, get rid of him. He can't kick no more, man. Get him out of here, man. He went one for four. Get him out of here, man. Please. He got Super Bowl rings. He's gonna go to. He's probably gonna be one of the. Well, not the first kicker, but he's gonna be one of the most highly heralded kickers in the Hall of Fame. Get him off the team. Yeah, man. Put him on IR and say he got a, a toe injury, a ankle injury, and then get somebody else, man. He can't kick no more, man. Please. So I just got to hang it up. Yeah, man, get rid of him, might man. might be his time to do that. Yeah, do that. They did that with Sebastian Janikowski. I forget what team he was on, but he couldn't kick them. But they put him on IR. So listen, man, we're going to pay for the rest of the season, but next <laughs> year you're not going to be back, okay? We're not going to embarrass you and cut you. Then they do that with Vinatieri. Put him on IR, get some new kicker in there, and that's it. That'll just be in with Please. It's three field goals. That's, what, nine points? And they lost by, what, uh, 11 or something like that? Or was it? Uh, said 14. All right, so come on, man. He's, ch- he's changed up the sway of the game. Get him up out of here, man. Please. So um, on the quarterback end, uh, for Indianapolis, like you were saying, Jacoby Brissett didn't do a whole lot. He went 25 for 40, 319 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Yeah, he ain't got no receivers, though. His, all his receivers have just been hurt. And he lost Ebron early this week. So uh, he's, and you know, Mac is out. So a lot of his offensive reps he's depending on, they're all gone. So Yeah, that, that running game hit a wall this week. Cause, yeah. Uh, the high man, yards-wise, was Jordan Wilkins with 11 carries for 47 yards, followed with Naheem Hines, four, catch, four carries for 22 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and Jonathan Williams uh, had eight carries for 14 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the receiving end, like you said, there wasn't a whole lot going on, but Zach Pascal was able to pull in seven catches for 109 yards. Yeah. Uh, Jack Doyle caught six catches for 73 yards and a touchdown. And... Um, that's about it, man. Yeah, that's that's, that's about yeah, as far as it goes man. on on Indy side. Yeah, they ain't got uh, they, they 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 need their their receivers. Uh, their receiving core has been decimated this year. T. Y. Hilton been in and out. Uh, I think Charles Rogers got hurt. I mean, yeah, this yeah, just the you know just a lot of people getting hurt. So they got to get some new. And like I said, Ebron's out. So yeah. But uh, on the Tennessee side of the ball, Ryan Tannehill, <clears throat> who's really. Uh, breathed a breath of, breath of fresh air into that team after they benched Marcus Mariota. He went 17 for 22, 182 yards and two touchdowns. He hasn't been bad. Uh, the Derrick Henry, ro- Henry train just kept rolling. 
He had 26 carries for 149 yards and a touchdown. MVP candidate. He's, he's, he's rising up. He's in the top five. He's in my top five. He's He's been killing it the last couple of weeks, man. He can definitely sneak into that conversation. Not even sneak into that conversation. Bully his way into that conversation. Yeah, he bullied somebody today down the sidelines. Oh my goodness, he's a beast, man. Yeah, that's 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 a big dude. He's Paul. a problem. Yeah, yeah, he, he gets people up out of here. Yeah, <laughs> he's a problem. If you coming to him the wrong way, he's trying to get attacked. He gets he gets that. He, if once he gets like open field, he gets that. He gets that head of steam. Yeah, he starts like he can really. He's 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 fast. For a big guy, he's a fast dude. So he's getting it in. Mm-hmm. He's about to get paid. Downhill runners. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, I don't think anyone caught the ball. I think Humphreys caught a pass for like twelve yards. That's about it. It wasn't. It wasn't too much. Like I said, it was more, more of a running game. Yeah, Derrick, yeah. Derrick Henry got it. He, he he got it in the day. Wasn't too much else going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah nothing too much. Yeah, but this that's like it's you know because there's a these couple. I think these teams are kind of fighting for that. They either trying to win the division because Houston got. Uh, Patriots tonight, so you know they. Hey, uh, Houston might fall back to them, and these guys might be in running for you know for the uh, for the division winner, you know for the to win the division, and then maybe if whoever division whoever don't get into division might be able to get that wild card spot. So it's still a little bit of a fight between those three teams. So mm-hmm. Titans are still fighting, even though people like to you know joke on them. They're, they're still in it. I guess they're still until it's over. So they are. They are. The Titans are currently sitting at what? I believe I thought it was seven and five. Seven and five. Yeah. So you know it's still still it's still right. Right there, you know I mean? so, yeah. The Titans are seven and five right now. Yeah, so it's, it's still it's still tight. You know the the the, the, the what, they're only seven and four. The Houston Texans only seven and four. So got to keep playing. So got to play out. All, yeah, play out the whole week. So, only team that's can clinch pretty much in the playoffs is the Saints. That's it. So yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's L because just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the Houston Texans being uh, the number one team in that division, beating the Colts. Uh, now the Texans and the Colts kind of flip flop. Now the Titans yeah. have overcome the Colts as well. Mm-hmm. And they got their sights on on reaching out and, and catching those Texans. And they got one more game against them, so you know mm-hmm. we're gonna see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so on to these four o'clock games. Um, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Just keeps on being Aaron Rodgers. That was at one. That was at one o'clock too. That was one o'clock. Yeah, last one o'clock game would be him. What he did to the Giants. The Giants put up thirty-one points. Yeah, buried them. uh, Thirty-one and thirteen. Buried them in snow. (laughs) The Packers advanced to nine and three, while the Giants fall to two and ten, which was really no surprise. Yeah, coming into the game. Uh, But yes, the four o'clock games, uh, the Rams. Uh, ended up coming out on top against the Cardinals. Beat them uh, that, down. That wasn't much of a game. They they stomped them out 34-7 to 7-5. Yep. Um, Chiefs stomped out the, the, the Redskins. Beat the, beat the hell out of them. A battle of trash teams in the AFC West, the Broncos and the Chargers. Uh, the Broncos won to square up their records at 4-8. and eight. Oh, the Broncos won that game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. RIP to, to, to the Chargers. My goodness, man. That's oh, yeah, it's, it's a wrap. You know what? That's I've, sad. I've been hearing um, <clears throat> some grumblings that they're considering putting Tyrod Taylor in oh, and taking Phillip Rivers that's, out. If that's he, how you know so If he keeps playing bad, so. Yeah, so that's a shame. That's he that. did throw a bad interception today, but, yeah, Phillip Rivers, he might be time for him to sit down, too. That might be that. Yeah, it might I'm, be that. Yeah, it might, might be time for him to, to have a seat. So, being that it's... I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, it's sad. That's crazy. Yeah. They had a high expectation this year. They just, you know, fell off, man. Mm -hmm. So being that it's, you know, holiday weekend and 
We don't usually go a week without talking about these Thursday games. We're going to get into those a little bit, and we're going to discuss Thanksgiving um, games. Yes, Thanksgiving. Yes, gobble gobble. Yeah. Um, the midday game: the Buffalo Bills travel to Dallas to face the Cowboys, uh, and on Turkey Day, the boys got cooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, final score was twenty-six to fifteen. They look like turkeys. As the Bills <laughs> continued their winning ways and advanced, the, they got stuffed. Advanced to their first nine and three start since mm-hmm. nineteen ninety-six. They got sliced like cranberries, cranberry sauce. While the Cowboys fall, yep. uh, dropped to zero and five against winning teams this season, and now sit at six and six. They got roasted like a duck. <laughs> Which the is Bills, the Bills came under. They came under to play. They wasn't playing no games. <laughs> I, I got to salute the Bills. They came under to play. They wasn't playing with the Cowboys. Yeah, man. Uh, so now the Cowboys sit at six and six, which is still good enough for first place in the NFC East, which is looking more and more like a that Bills cesspool. De- that Bills defense, they was whew, man. They they made they made life a living hell for Dapper. They was they was all on that man behind the whole game. My goodness, I was impressed by the Bills. I was impressed. That's good. They, That's put, good. they, they, they stomped down on them dudes, man. That was crazy. They, 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 they hit Amari Cooper. He had to come out the game. I mean, he came back, but they was, they was just, they was knocking people out. The Bills ain't playing. These are the new Bills, and I think they just clinched. They're gonna have their first winning season in like twenty something like that, in twenty years, something like that. So, yeah. the, the Bills are back, man. It took them twenty years, but they back. So, it's their their first nine and three start since '96. Yeah, their defense was flying around. To Darius White, I think he had a pick. They 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 played real well on Thursday. I was, I was, I was like, man, this team's this is this is a good team. They might they might be a they might be a problem. In the playoffs, I wouldn't want to play. I mean, they're gonna be like a wild card team unless you know Patriots fall back to them. But they're definitely gonna be in the playoffs. And they're gonna get somebody, uh, you know, run a rumble. They're gonna get them a rumble. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Somebody might end up being they on the run, wrong end to yeah. get stomped they out run by the, the ball. They commit to the run, and John Brown and Cole Beasley. They catch they, when they get the ball to them. They catch the ball. So they got some pretty good receivers. Uh, some pretty, you know, low key good receivers. Too, mm-hmm. so. And uh, Josh Allen's actually playing pretty well. And if he don't see it, he just runs. So he's not, like, waiting for people to get open and stuff like that. He's, oh, okay, I don't see it. I'm out. I'm just keeping it simple. So salute to them. And Sean McDermott got that team playing real well. He's a coach of the year. I don't even know if I even had him on my list. But he would be he would be at the top right now, just like that. Going down to Dallas and stomping them out on the day that they always play on, on Thanksgiving. That's like a traditional. And stomped them out. Stomped them out. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even close. Took they will. That was it. So to get down to the numbers a little bit, Dak Prescott went 32 for 49, 355 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And most of that, most of them yards was in garbage, garbage time. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I know. I, I saw that. It was garbage time. <laughs> they wasn't getting no, no traction in the first three quarters. Exactly. Uh, Zeke had 12 carries for 71 yards, no touchdowns. The high man on the receiving end was Amari Cooper with eight catches for 85 yards, no touchdowns. Yep. Zeke had seven catches for 66 yards. And then Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb each had three catches for 63 and 53 yards, uh, respectively. Uh, moving to the Bills side of the ball, Josh Allen, like you was just saying, he was spending it pretty well. He came out, he went 19 for 24, 231 yards and one touchdown. Devin Singletary had 14 carries for 63 yards, and he did not get into the end zone. But Josh Allen, like you said, with his legs dead off of his 10 carries for 43 yards, he got into the end zone. Yeah, Singletary caught one on a oh man, Dallas got caught mm-hmm. on a bulky doke flea flicker. Oh my God, <laughs> so disrespectful. Yo, so there's been a, a so high amount of flea flickers this year. Yes, I, I saw it. It was it was. A, I, I'm trying to think. Was the John Browns? I can't remember who threw it, but but. Um, 
it was, it was a perfect pass. I mean, he, and then he just literally stopped the guy, missed him, he just ran to the end zone. So it was a well, well-designed play. I was laughing the whole time. Growing up, me and Taylor were avid Madden fans to the point where from like Madden 95, 96 to, you know, like 2000, what, like eight, seven, something like that. We yeah. was getting Madden every year. We was playing Madden every year. We was doing franchises, seasons together, building up teams, playing together, going head to head. And we maintained for a good amount of time that one of the highest forms of disrespect on a football field is a play-action pass. Yeah. Because on a play-action pass, you get a quarterback enough time to hike the ball, turn around, fake the ball to a running back, get back, set up, look, and pass the ball. But we soon realized after that that even worse than play-action is a flea flicker. Yeah, and I'm talking about like a reverse flea flicker. Like it wasn't even a running back throwing it back to the quarterback. They they did a zip zip zip, and then my man had the ball just threw it through a perfect pass to uh, Singletary. He was wide open, and then he just um, uh, moved. You know, stop, juke the guy, put end zone touchdown. That mm-hmm. was crazy. A back breaking play. So uh, Devin Singletary did have those three catches for 38 yards in the touchdown. Cole yeah. Beasley. Also, like you said, chipped in six catches for 110 yards in the touchdown. Of course, his old team, yep. Mm-hmm. It always feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's always nice when you can <laughs> get busy on your old team. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the primetime game, uh, the Saints made a quick business move to Atlanta and handled the Falcons 26-18, to mm-hmm. moving to 10-2 and and clinching their third consecutive NFC South title. Yeah. <clears throat> Early work for them. So uh, congratulations to Drew Brees, Sean Payton, and uh, and then boys down there in the black and gold, rapping for New Orleans. Uh, to get into the, the stats a little bit on the Atlanta side of the ball, um, Matt Ryan went 35 for 50, so he was throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, that was like I said, a lot, a lot of that was garbage yards too. Towards the end. 312 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, uh, Devontae Parker had 17 carries for 51 yards. I've, Heard people saying that they believe that the tread is falling off of Devontae uh, Freeman. I'm sorry. Do, do you agree with that, Taylor? Yeah, maybe. Is, 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 is it a wrap? It is, might has, be. Has he hit that running back wall. It might be. He's he's still young, so he's only like 27. So it might. I mean, his guys are different times, but um, they what they might have to do is bring in another running back that's young and then kind of like you know split the carries up, mm-hmm. kind of extend his career a little bit. But yeah, he's yeah. um. He's yeah, it's just seemed he was never a fast guy, but now it's just like he's getting tackled in the backfield. Yeah, they got they're going to do, and they had a lot of offensive line uh, um, uh, troubles, troubles too, moving people in and out from on that right side. So yeah, it might be gotcha. it might, might might bring another guy in there to kind of like you know spell him a little bit. On the receiving end, Calvin Ridley hauled in eight receptions for ninety-one yards, no touchdowns. Christian Blake had six catches for fifty-seven yards. No touchdowns. Russell Gage had five catches for 52 yards, and he did get a touchdown. And then also Jaden Graham chipped in four catches for 41 yards and a touchdown. My, my, my prediction was right, though. What was that? Look, look, look who didn't play. Julio? He didn't play. They, they put oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said it. I said, put him, put him, put, put him on the injury reserve. on the shelf. And don't play. They're not going nowhere. So he didn't play. I didn't even know he was even hurt. So it, I literally watched the game, and I was like, why is Julio on the bench with the sweatshirt on? Mm-hmm. They just said he wasn't playing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play for the rest of the season. 
for who? Uh, uh, I think it was Allen Iverson who famously said, "For who? For what?" No, like, that was Ricky Waters. For who? Oh, so, for okay, what? Okay, yeah, Ricky Waters. And uh, I'm, I don't blame him. He's thirty. He's already thirty years old. So and he's broken a bunch of records. So you know, um, let, let 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 him let him sit down and you know they, they ain't going nowhere. Shoot. So the coach might be getting fired. So why would I go out there and play for a guy who might not even be here next year? So sit me down. Hey, I got my contract extension this uh, like the early this year, and I'll ball out for you guys in 2020. Uh-huh. That's what AJ Green is doing. Let that man breathe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, speaking of AJ Green. Yeah, he ain't even playing, you know what I mean? So I only, I'm after, after I turn 30, I've only got two, three, maybe four good years left at the most. So mm-hmm. let me sit down. So on the same side of the ball, Drew Brees went 18 for 30, 184 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Alvin Kamara had 11 catches for 61 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, the leading receiver for the Saints, no surprise, Michael Thomas pulled in six catches for 48 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, but the one receiving touchdown that uh, the Saints did get was uh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, he was the star uh, of that game. Who had two catches for 12 yards, yes, very, very much so. Mm-hmm. Ran one in, uh, caught one, and he blocked a punt. So he was he was the star of that game. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill, the quarterback of quarterbacks, slash tight end, slash running back, slash whatever. He just do whatever he got to do. So they use him, they use him right. That's good play calling by Sean Payton by using every 52, 53 people on the on the list and mm-hmm. so on, on the roster. So that's why I had to put him at, you know, the top of that coaching list. I mean that's that's you know a lot of coaches can't do that. He's doing it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be able to He's use He's got the three quarterbacks got. technically. You got Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, and mm-hmm. this number seven guy, yeah, Taysom Hill. He uses him he, did it last year. Use him last year, so he knows what he's doing. So on that note, we're gonna move into top five for this week, and we're only gonna do top five one one time this week. <clears throat> uh, but to, but before we get into it, I'm gonna give y'all a quick uh, preface. I was just talking about how me and Taylor growing up were really big on Madden, um, and in our time, running backs were a really valued and appreciated position. Um, not to say that they're not valued and appreciated now, but it was different back then in the 90s, you know, late 80s. I was born in 86, Taylor was born in 84, so, you know, we, we kind of watched football around the same time. Um, and with that being said, our top five this week is going to be our top five running backs, but this is going to be our top five running backs of our time. Yeah. So, of that 90s period, you know, early 2000s period, uh, yeah, guys that just got it in. Yeah, you know I mean they just did the hundred uh, top one hundred list of NFL's um, you know hundred year anniversary. So this is kind of mm-hmm. like what it's inspired by. But uh, we got we got to put our little twist on it. We're just not gonna go all the way back to the to the twenties. Exactly. I, I can't speak on Jim Brown. Yeah, can't, I, I, I didn't see him live. Can't speak on Steve Van Buren. I, I wasn't even thought of. So, and that's that's know. no disrespect. No to disrespect them, to, those to guys. their talent, to their stats, and what they did and put up. But no disrespect to Larry Zonka. That's my guy. But you know Frank Gifford. But I, I wasn't there. This, this top five is, is purely uh, subjective. Yeah. You know, this, this is based off of what we liked and, you know, who stood out to us. Mm-hmm. So starting off mine, uh, at number five, I'm going to go with a guy who was actually a, a pretty local guy. He went to uh, the same high school as us for a brief period of time, um, and he made his career uh, down in Tennessee, and that's Eddie George. Oh, North Hills finest. <laughs> Eddie George had a, a yeah. pretty solid career. Yeah. Playing with the one and only Air McNair, RIP. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of talent down there in Tennessee, but wow. they just, you know, were never able to really put it together to get that ring. They did get close once, but, you know. Ohio State, man. They got heartbroken. Yeah, Ohio State, man. He was a, whew, he was a beast, man. 
word to Eddie George. I mean, you know, towards the end of his career, uh, you know, things kind of got derailed because of injuries. But he was so big um, and he took so many shots that you knew it was eventually going to happen. So, yeah. yeah, so that's usually what happened to the bigger running back. But he was he was a he was a beast back in the day. So number four, uh, we're gonna go to a running back who I really enjoyed watching, and it wasn't completely about this running back. It was a little more about the team as a whole because that team at this period in time was electric. But uh, we're going to take it up north to Minnesota. <clears throat> and I got to give a shout out to a, a light-skinned brother by the name of Robert Smith. <laughs> Robert Smith, number 26. Robert Smith. Another Ohio with, uh, State guy. I think he came after Eddie George, I think. I think he did. I'm going to do the research. I think he came right after Eddie George, yeah. Robert he um, he, he played with uh, Randall Cunningham. Yep. Chris Carter, Moss. Jake Reed, yep. of course, the one and only go get that Randy Moss. Yeah. The great, the late, the late great Danny Green was the coach. Mm-hmm. That was crazy, man. He was a whew, he was a beast. Absolutely, absolutely. Robert Robert Smith uh, did his thing at his time. Yeah, he retired uh, early, but he, he he put the work in. He was one he was one of them you know runners and receiving backs. He was a beast, man. Yeah. Uh, at number three, we're going to go with my most recent uh, selection to the list. And this is a guy who I just really, really enjoyed watching him run. Uh, once I say the name, you're absolutely going to know what I'm talking about because this guy right here, it, it, <laughs> I just think about a game that he had, uh, a playoff game against the New Orleans Saints. Um, and I'm talking about none other than uh, Seattle's finest, Buffalo's finest. I can't, I can't speak on Oakland, but uh, Marshawn Lynch. Mm. Okay. Beast mode, um, running over everybody. A, a series of guys on defense. No, not series of guys. Everybody. He ran over like at least nine people. That's like the, that's the whole entire defense. Yeah, man. that's crazy. Uh, so number two, uh, we're gonna go to uh, the East AFC, um, and it's gonna be a guy who was another '90s favorite. He played in New York. He played in New England, and that's Curtis Martin. Mm. Curtis, my favorite Martin. Hall of Famer. As he was named by Chris Berman. Curtis Martin was a beast, man. I was a big Jets fan back in the day uh, during a point in time when I was pretty much sick and fed up with the Eagles. Uh, I had the Jets gloves. I had the Jets uh, winter coat because we up here in Philly, so, you know, you got to dress warm. Uh, I had the, the Scully. You know, I was, I, was, I was big on the Jets, so I like Curtis Martin a lot. He was, man, he was, he was always getting like over twenty carries, hundred yards. He was, he was always over a thousand yards. He was just, mm-hmm. I don't even remember him even being, being hurt. I mean, he'd be hurt during the week, but he would always play on Sunday, always. Uh, so my number one guy, we're gonna take it back to the NFC North, uh, and this is a guy that definitely, you know, retired before his time. He's still a great. Uh, he had one of the best jukes I've ever seen, and that's Barry Sanders. Mm. Human joystick. Mm-mm-mm. Stuff this guy used to do to avoid and evade tacklers, to reverse field, the speed, the the Barry Sanders had it all when it came to being a running back mm. during that period and that time, that area, that era, I'm sorry. And and his name was mentioned amongst the the greats of that time, like the Emmett Smiths and the Thurman Thomases and yeah. you know, people like that. So he's somebody who really stuck out to me, who I really respected. And going back to Madden 93. Uh, I remember Barry Sanders a lot because I used to play with uh, the Lions, and whenever you play in the snow, uh, if you remember this, your running back would get a slight advantage. Yes, they would. If he was fast enough, so mm-hmm. I used to get him on that halfback toss, get him on the corner, yeah. and uh, turn yeah, it, turn it up. That and that halfback screen was vicious. Mm-hmm. 
scattered. I have a tell what you got for your top five. Uh, I got a little bit of a different list, uh, but uh, I'm gonna go with my number five, and uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Jamal Lewis. Baltimore. Okay, Jamal Lewis definitely had a run. <laughs> two thousand yard running, two thousand yards uh, running, uh, running back. Uh, got a Super Bowl ring. Uh, mm-hmm. Caught a charge with some cocaine or something like that. Well, I, don't, I forgot oh, what wow. happened, but but other than that, and he was always he was always he was always consistent. One of them big old backs that they don't you don't see those guys anymore. But he was yeah. just he was just a beast, man. Oh my goodness, man. He just yeah. Number thirty one. Jamal Lewis, I mean, he was he was a can. I mean, you had Ray Lewis on the other side, and he had Jamal Lewis on the other side. I mean, my goodness. I mean, Jamal Lewis was a beast, man. So he, I used to just love watching him just just run people over. Yeah, I mean, whether it be in them games against Pittsburgh, you know, they was always tough games against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I mean, he, he he was he was a beast, man. And then they also had like a little um, going back and forth with him in Tennessee. I think I don't know if Tennessee was in. That's when the, line, when the division was realigned, but they would always face each other every year. And uh, man, he he was a beast, man. Yeah. So my number five was Jamal Lewis. My number four, another two thousand yard runner, two thousand yard runner. And my man out in Denver, salute me, salute me, Terrell Davis. Ooh, Terrell Davis, number was thirty, a cannon. six round Terrell pick. Terrell Davis was a legend out of Georgia. Terrell Came Davis in. got a, a bowl or two. Kick, kick, kick. Got, got two Super Bowls. I think one of them was that he was MVP. He yeah. was just a beast, man. He's not in the Hall of Fame because he didn't do it for that long because his knees got messed up, I want to say, toward the end of his career. Yeah. But he had, like, this his three or four years, I think they matched it up with someone else. It's some of the best years of any running backs ever. But like, he was mm-hmm. just, I mean, he, he basically saved John Elway's old horse teeth. He, he, he saved his career. He was close to getting on my list, but I didn't put him on because I had a feeling you were gonna have him on. Your I list. had to because he was—he was just a beast. He was one of my favorite guys with that number. I mean, just any anytime they got on a one-yard line, you knew who was getting the ball. Exactly. TD for that TD. You knew TD he was getting the ball. You know he's gonna get up and do that salute, man. I yep. just had to give him that salute. <laughs> Those two—he was a beast, man. That was my guy. So I got a salute to, to Terrell Davis. Man, he I just, uh, he was fast. Loved um, it, Davis. Man, that, Loved that was that my man. guy. Man, I used to love watching him. He was a beast, man. So he's my number uh my number three. My number uh four, I'm sorry. My number three, I gotta take it to my man Edge. And that's when I say Edge, I mean Edrin James. I had a feeling that's where you was going Woo! with Edrin James. I actually a, a saw him play player. in college. Me and my boy Scott, we took a trip to I wanted to Veteran Stadium. Okay. And uh, we went to go see Temple play uh Miami. And that's the first time I saw Edrin James. And ever since then, mm-hmm. oh man, Edrin James just a beast. Never said nothing. You know what I mean? Uh he was he uh, well, every once in a while you would see him in a trick daddy video every now and then. But <laughs> but Edrin James was just a beast, man. He was one of these guys that would that would he would be good because he ran the ball, he caught the ball, Peyton Manning security blanket. He was a beast. He didn't get that Super Bowl ring because the year they got rid of him was the year they won. But yep. uh, he is—he he was just a beast down there. From uh, you know, Miami guy went to went up to Indianapolis on that on that fast track. It was him and Marvin Harrison and then, yep. and Peyton Manning. He Manning. was just—he was just so tough to tackle. They actually traded, you know, what I mean, the running back I'm about to name soon for him to, mm-hmm. to get him in there. He was yep. just as good as not better. Yep. And I'm just leading up to the uh, my, my number two running back, and uh, that's Marshall Falk. Okay. okay. My, my Lord, sweet Jesus. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. He was a beast, man. I think... I think it's only like two or three running backs that had a thousand yards receiving and rushing the same. It was him. And I think Roger Craig, and I might be forgetting somebody else that had done it lately, but... He he was a beast, man. He was a cannon, man. I mean, from when he went from the Colts to when he went and when he and then he left the Colts and went to the Rams, nothing no, no, nothing fell off and helped help them win the Super Bowl. Uh, Kurt Warner, 
what's my other guy? Tory Holt, Isaac Cruz, Isaac Kim, and then and, to, and then Marshall Falk coming at the backfield was just he was it was a nightmare. Speed, uh, man, he he, he was a beast, man. Uh, it was lethal, yeah, and he, he could catch the ball out of the backfield. Catch the ball out the backfield, like I said, he, had, he caught caught, uh, caught I think at the record for a hundred. I think at a hundred catches for like over like eleven hundred yards. He was, they they ran Sheesh. like like uh, receiving patterns with him in the slot. Like he was a beast, man. Like they, whatever they do right now, they do it because of him. He was an innovator when it came to that. He was a beast, man. He's like I said, he's already in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. So salute to him. And my number one, this is a guy. I mean, this, this this guy played for Baltimore, was undrafted, and then he went to the Kansas City Chiefs and just wreaked havoc. Okay. That's my guy, Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes. Lord have mercy, Jesus. And the reason the reason I'm putting him in there is because when he went to Kansas City, it was just just I think he had to he had Terrible. to he he, to, he he broke the record for the most touchdowns. And then Edrin and then Edrin um, Ladanian Thompson broke it the next year, or the year after. Gotcha. But he was he was a beast out there in Kansas City, man. Couldn't nobody stop him. And just like just like I said, he caught the ball, he ran the ball. He was a a, a great pass blocker. Um, and every and but the thing about people forget he was undrafted when he was in um, Baltimore. He was Jamal Lewis's backup. Gotcha. So when Kansas City signed him, it was like, all right, we're just gonna sign this guy. He might be. A, and he just took off. 1600 yard season, 1700 yard season, a bunch of. He was a beast, man. So, Priest Holmes, all them touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, people forget about him, but he was a beast. And he played into his into his 30s, too. He played pretty well into his 30s. And maybe, maybe like, I think he was done maybe like 32 or 33. But he played, he played past the, uh, you know, the, the, the wide receiver, the running back prime. Priest Holmes was one of my favorite guys, you know what I mean? So. I gotta give it to Priest Home. I used to like, uh, used to love watching him on, you know, on Sundays. He was just, he was, he was a beast. It seemed like every time he got the ball, he was getting three, four plus yards. He was a beast, man. So that, that's my guy right there, Priest Holmes. Do you remember um, how that Kansas City team was before he got there? Uh, I'm trying to think who was there before him. I think, well, I think what it was was um, Trent Green that went there after he had left us. Uh, so that's when Dick Vermeil left after the Rams left, uh, and went and went to the Chiefs. Yeah, and he was there and he was just. Uh, wreaking havoc. I can't remember the receiver. I, I, all, all I remember is him. 31. He was a beast. I just remember him. I remember okay. Priest Holmes just getting it in. Yeah. And they had them, you know, they went to the playoffs and stuff like that, but, you know, they never really, uh, I think one year they did go 13 and 3, but uh, he was he was always the constant there. He, he was a beast. And then after he, you know, he left, um, he retired. Larry Johnson came after Larry Johnson came was um, uh, Jamal Charles. So he kind of mm-hmm. left the lineage of running backs afterwards and everything like that. So Jamal, but Priest Holmes was a beast. But just a, he was a beast to watch, man. That's that's my number one. All right, all right, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, moving on to that Sunday night game, which is, is currently in progress. We are uh, recording a little later this evening, um, but uh, it's in the second quarter. Uh, the ten and one New England Patriots are currently trailing the seven and four Houston uh, Texans, seven to three. Um, Taylor, you got any thoughts about this game or uh, expectations? Who well, you, I remember I told you a couple weeks ago that the Rams, not the Rams, the, the, the New England, they're going to slip up because they got like some tough games on these back part of this schedule. So they got them this week. I think they got the Chiefs next week. And the Chiefs, you know, so the Chiefs did today. So mm-hmm. the Patriots are not going to finish the season with just one loss. They're going to catch at least two and not three losses. And then, you know, then the Bills is going to have, you know, they're going to be in prime to, you know, take that division. So uh, we're going to see. Because we all know that once if the Patriots get a home game, in Fox, bro, it's probably it's a dead ass loss. It's gonna be lights out. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, goes anybody up there. goes up there in December, it's gonna be a loss. So this is your time to pick them off. So I hope the Bill O'Brien, this team, got that team to win. 
uh, you know, and, you know, ready. Um, you know, they had you know ten days off because they played last Thursday. So I'm going to pick Houston. You know, what I mean, to win the game just to make the AFC more interesting. And plus, the Patriots had like some crazy uh, flu bug going around there, so they had to take two charter jets or something like that to, <laughs> to just to get to Houston. The people that had the flu and people who didn't, people who so they had, to, they had to quarantine a bunch of people. So we'll see. You know what I mean? But um, you know, I mean, I, I will take uh, still early right now, but I'll, I'll take Houston right now. I was gonna take Houston anyway. I'll take Houston. I think Deshaun Deshaun Watson, you know, and, and um, Hopkins, you know, bounce back and got to you got to get a got to get a good solid win in the season. I think this would be good against the Patriots. So I would pick them. Well, Houston does have the fact that they're home, you know, going in their favor. So that's helpful. And, you know, being up in the second quarter is definitely in their benefit as well. Yeah. Uh, it looks like they just scored. So uh, it's now 13 to 3. And I, I, you know, hear what you're saying about Deshaun Watson and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I honestly think that there's a good chance Will Fuller has a better game today than, than Hopkins does. Maybe. Um, just because, you know, you got Stephon Gilmer. Uh, scheming out there mm-hmm. and they're going to have him mostly on Hopkins so that's going to make things a little difficult for him Yep. but um, you know we'll see how things play out and I think I'm going to have to agree with you I'm going to have to take the Texans on this one mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Patriots, Patriots have been good but they haven't been like impressive on offense they've yeah, mm-hmm. been okay and the defense has kind of been carrying them so. yeah yeah. eventually that's going to end up hitting the wall unless it that is, offense yeah. turns things around mm-hmm. yep uh, so tomorrow night, Monday night, we have a, a matchup between the <clears throat> Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks, which has some playoff implications just as far as seeding at this point goes. Yeah. Um, the Seahawks are 9-2. and two, The Vikings are 8-3. and three, And uh, Russell Wilson is 5-0. and oh, uh, And his career record versus Minnesota, including the playoffs. Mm. Uh, Seahawks are playing at home. Uh, so that definitely, during this time of year, is to their benefit. Even with playing against a team like Minnesota, which is a dome team, but plays against all outdoors teams except for Detroit, um, you know, with pretty cold weather, Green Bay and Chicago. Uh, so they're no stranger to playing in the elements. Uh, but again, I think I'm going to have to go with the Seahawks on this one. Yeah, uh, what's the name? It just said Thielen. He's not. He's not playing. No. Nah. Uh, Dalvin Cook is rolling. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm proud to go with Seattle. They had, I mean, they kind of have, you know, against the Eagles last week. They, I mean, they beat them, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, kind of like one of those games. They came, you know, it was supposed to be a late game. It ended up being an early game. You know, it's kind of early for them, but they, they did what they were supposed to do to win. But now a Monday night game, Russell Wilson, who was probably second right behind Lamar Jackson with, Balling. with the um, MVP race. I think um, Russell can, uh, you know, do just enough, you know, to, to beat this team. So, I pick Seattle too. Yeah, Seattle's, you know, Seattle's a good team. They've been playing pretty well. Defense has been playing, you know, pretty well the last couple of weeks too. So, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with um with the, with, the, with, the suit, with the Seahawks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we'll tune into that tomorrow night and see how that plays out. Yep. And um, we're gonna transition from <clears throat> that into a little bit of fancy football talk. Uh, we're coming down the wire. This is. Uh, I actually misspoke last week, so I want to apologize to everybody and apologize to Taylor. Um, I said that last week was going to be my last week before the playoffs. This is actually my last week before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one league I'm behind, one league I'm ahead. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays off and plays out and if I end up getting in. Um, but some people that uh, have really stuck out to me this week and whether they're people who may be available on your waiver wire or not, at this point, waiver wire is kind of moot. 
unless you, you know, are in a situation where somebody goes down and you can get in there real quick and get their back up. Uh, but Devontae Parker had a field day today against the Eagles. Uh, we spoke about him earlier. Uh, I'm sorry, the Steagles. Uh, he had seven catches for 159 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so he got over 30 points fantasy football-wise. Um, another guy who really played well. Uh, <laughs> Robert Woods. Uh, fresh yeah, like, off his return from a Batman-like disappearance. 13 or 14 catches today, right? Let me just pull that up. He got 14 grabs. He was getting it in today, yeah. Um, let me see. Yeah, I think it was like 13 catches for like 175 yards, something like that. I'm guessing. It's around here somewhere. Hold, hold up, hold up. You got it? Yeah, he, uh, he, got, he got off today. No, Still no touchdowns, but, you know, he, anytime you get 12 or 13 grabs, that's, the, you know, that's a real good game. Was today had 13 catches for 172 yards. Yeah, he, he almost he, put up two bells. Yeah, he got up today. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then my third guy that I was going to speak on is another guy from LA who played pretty well today and who did get into the end zone at tight end. That's Tyler Higby. He had seven catches for 170 yards um, and that one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and he may or may not be available uh, on your waiver wire. Uh, tight ends this time of year if you don't have somebody like Zach Ertz or George Kittle or uh, you know Travis Kelsey you're probably streaming so you know he may be there he may not take a peek yeah he's I mean the every guy went out so Higby he's the next guy up so mm-hmm. yeah, but he, they threw him like four or five catches in the first drive so yeah so if you had him yeah I mean you probably lucked out today he did score so yeah he was he had a pretty good game today yeah Taylor, who's uh, standing out to you as far as fantasy football goes? Did I say Darius Geis last week? I'm not no, sh- you did not. I did not say him. <laughs> no. Well, I should have said him because he he went off today, ten for a buck twenty nine and two touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean they really, you know, once once you get these bad teams, you want to see what's up with the young guys. You want to take these guys and bring them in the next year with the new with the new coach. So they kind of audition. And no point. We already know what Eric Agent Peterson could do. So let you know get Darius Geis up in there. And uh, he's probably gonna get the more carries, and you know, and he can—he's shown he can catch up the backfield too. So um, I think he had a a 40-yard grab. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago for a touchdown. So definitely take a look at uh, Darius Geis. He's been yeah, take take a look at him. Hopefully he he got the injury stuff behind him, and uh, you know, you know, so you know, just take take a look at that. Guy. I'm pretty sure you can still grab him. He's a, he's around. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely around. Um and uh. Did I say uh, Did I say Jeff Hollister a couple weeks ago? Did I say that? I don't think so. All right, Tight well, end, right? Yeah, take take a look at him. He had a bad game against the Eagles last week, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. But take a look at Jeff Hollister. I don't know if I said this guy's name before, uh, but yeah, you might want to take a look at him. And there's another tight end you can take a look at. I don't know if he's going to be activated or not. I think he is activated, but he just hasn't played yet. That's right. David Njoku. Uh, if you want to take a look at him. Cleveland Browns. Yeah, get the guy from Cleveland. He broke his wrist earlier this year. He got flipped over. <laughs> the bad injury. Uh, uh, Baker Mayfield left him out to dry, and he got flipped like a Mack truck on a <laughs> highway. But um, <laughs> he's back. Uh, he's, he should be back hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So uh, you know, might want to take a, take a, you know, grab him now, you know, especially if you don't have no tight end. So mm-hmm. grab him now and just hold on to him. 
and see what you got. So pretty much there's not too many other people out there. I mean, these are, I mean, like I said, it's, it's slim pickings right now. So, I mean, if you're still trying to grab people out of Fresno, you're probably not even going to make the playoffs. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a pretty mm-hmm. good point. But that's pretty much it, man. That's all. All right, all right. That's what we got for Fantasy Football Talk this week. And uh, getting out of football just a little bit, we're going to get into some everything else stuff. Uh, we're going to get into a segment that we don't do regularly, but we do do from time to time uh, when something comes out music-wise that we like. Uh, and it's called What We're Listening To. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do a little review of a couple of projects that dropped this weekend. A few projects dropped this weekend. It's the holiday season. It's the fourth quarter, so you know it's the time of year for people to, to kind of make a push. Yeah. Uh, I heard some rumblings about Meek having something coming fairly soon. I don't know if that's going to be this year. That's going to be the top of next year. Okay. Probably going to be next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not speaking about that today. Um, what we're talking about is one that dropped on uh, Friday, Black Friday. Yeah. And uh, that's Summertime Shootout 3. Young OG. Fabulous. Young OG. Mm-hmm. Low So. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, I'm not exactly sure which day this dropped, which is... Same day. Shame on me, because this is my guy. Same day. But, uh, okay, Black Friday as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Currency and Dizza. Smoke Dizza, that is. Yeah. Uh, and that one is called Prestige. Prestige Worldwide for all you, uh, you, you uh, uh, stepbrother fans. <laughs> that's where they that's got the name from. So, yeah. Uh, 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 but both, both, both very good projects. I've listened to them all weekend when I was out of town. So, yep, I was I was banging all, both of them. So, how we're going to do this is we're going to split it up. And since we got one and one, I'm going to take uh, Summertime Shootout 3. And Taylor's going to take Prestige Worldwide. And so, then we're going to mix up and, and give a little comments here and there on both but uh, as far as summer, summertime shootout three goes man when we talking about fab and trilogies he's pretty much a hit man yeah talking about there is no competition talking about soul tape um you know now coming with this he, he, he's pretty on point yeah, he's on point yeah um i don't call him a rapper no more i call him a street philosopher you've, you've elevated yourself to a street philosopher so you know i can't really like uh call you a quote-unquote rapper MC you've, you've elevated yourself so he's 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 passed that a couple years ago and I saw an interview from him fairly recently where he said that that was the real uh you know major reason why he wanted to do this project so much is because he's been consistent with trilogies and he felt like he wanted to finish it out mm-hmm. um, and I felt like this was a strong body of work yeah. you know even though it's called summertime shootout um it's always been more of like an after summer type of feel yeah. Um, a summer's over. Now we're moving into the fall and going into winter type of thing, getting ready to grind, getting ready to, you know, get on our hustle. Uh, but also <laughs> heavy emphasis on uh, boo season, uh, which is pretty prevalent in this one uh, on a couple of the tracks. But just a couple of joints that stood out to me. Um, Cold Summer, my man sets it off on that first track and really uh, does his thing. I like the beat and the flow on that one. Yeah. Uh, Bombs, number two. Uh, he goes in on that one as well. Uh, talked to me nicely. Uh, I used to know a dude that I work with at, at LA, uh, not LA Fitness, at uh, Nutrisystem, and he used to say, "Talk to me nice." Yeah, all I the don't. Time. So uh, I don't like that song. It, 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 <laughs> it's alright. This is joint with him and Meek. Oh, God, man, I, I want him and Meek to just um, start doing better tracks together. That was, that was, that was, it wasn't good. I'll just say that. Uh, Gone for the summer. Uh, the joint with him and A Boogie. Uh, he did it. That was, uh, that was Nas beat again. Yeah, that was okay. That was cute. That was alright. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, he had, like I said, a couple of joints. Going with Lil Dirk. Uh, 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 for the ladies, uh, the, the, the cap joint, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, that was all right, too. Yeah. 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 
it'll be, but the second half of the CD is kind of I don't I won't say he's doing it to ladies, but it's more like uh, you know um, I, I guess I, I guess a ladies vibe. I like the Choosy song. That's that, that's a good cut though. Yeah, Choosy is solid. <laughs> and when that first came out, a lot of people was hating on it, talking no, about Fab was on some stuff. No, I like the vibes on that joint a that's lot. That's a good that's a good song. Man. Yeah, yeah, I that. bang I bang with that joint. Even yeah. though I know why people when I first heard, I was like, huh? But now I listen to, it, I was like, all right, just just, just, just it, 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 it go hard, it go hard. I, I bang with that song. Yeah, yeah. I like the Bay Dreaming joint with uh, Wyatt and Lucy. Oh yeah, uh, that was yeah, that that was a uh, that was that, I like that song too. I like yeah. the My Mind joint with him and Jacquees. Uh, that, that was okay. Uh, the joint options with him, P and B Rock, Gucci Mane, the two chains. It was all. Oh right. yeah, 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 yeah. That's that song. Yeah, that song was cool too. I, I, I like when people, you know, kind of click up on songs and you yeah. get a bunch of people together on a, on a cut to do their best work. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then the Us versus the Word joint with him and Chris Brown and Tiana Taylor. That joint was kind of solid. Yeah, they had a misprint on the one, on my one mixtape. They said it was uh, Dreezy, but it's Tiana. So I don't know oh. who it was. It, it sounded like Dreezy, but maybe it's Tiana Taylor. I don't know. I think I'm, it was I'm, Tiana Taylor. I'm gonna have to do my research. Like it's, it's a, it sounded like Dreezy because Dreezy sings and raps too so I, sure. I, I'm about to do my research to find out who who's who's on that track but I did like that track though yeah um he did, did my man had a bunch of samples on there he did another joint uh, with Chris Brown he did yeah he did two joints with Chris Brown he had that one and he had another one called um he did two joints with Chris Brown. He did two joints with Jeremiah. The last song is, is that that's, that might be my favorite joint. The last song. Too late. Yeah, that joint. I like that joint. Yeah. The one with Jeremiah. And he has his kids talking on it. I, I know. I know why he was. I know why he made that song because he had a he had a little he had a little problem earlier last year putting his hands on people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is kind of like an apology record. So, uh, sometimes you gotta, alleged, gotta do that. Allegedly, no, not knocking out teeth, my brother. I don't know about. I don't know where you coming from. Knocking out teeth. Got, got to show some love. <laughs> so that's what he did. He did that song, I guess, to his uh, child's mother or something like that. You know what I mean? So, but I, I, I like that song. That song was dope. Okay, okay. And you know, just as a whole, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, uh, but I was banging that joint all Friday, all Black Friday. I didn't get into the, the currency joint until Saturday, but that was all Saturday. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm liking this fab joint as a whole. And, um, you know, if y'all haven't heard it yet, check that out. Yeah, uh, so, I, Taylor, I, what you think about the... Uh, I'm going to go with Presties Worldwide. Worldwide. I liked it. Well, the first of all, they had the skits on there. Me and you already heard these skits like a year ago. <laughs> it was a video. Yeah, yeah, they had a video. That Henry Dizzy put out yeah. when they was putting together this top MC's list joke that they was doing. Yeah. And they pretty much cut it up and just used that as skits. Skit. So you kind of knew where it was going, you know what I mean? Especially when you're going with the prestige worldwide type stuff. It's going to be more of a, like, you know, type of funny type joint. But uh, it's it's a, it's a good project, man. I like the, the very first song, Cinderella Story. Uh, I like that One beat. real quick thing about the skits that I didn't notice until I was listening to this mixtape, though, or this yeah. this, uh, this body word, this EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the background of the skits, you know what the movie is that they have playing? Why do fools fall in love, right? <laughs> Frankie Lyman. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing gets past me. That's, that's the first. <laughs> as soon as I heard, I was like, oh, they, they playing this movie. <laughs> they probably watching on BET. Mrs. Frankie Lyman. Yeah, Yo, that's yeah, gonna be yeah. The, the actual Frankie Lyman song is probably the best song I like on the track. That's 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 my joint on the track. Oh yeah, that joint is hard. Yeah, yeah. A couple of these songs I heard already. I already heard the joint he did with with uh, Styles P and Davies. I heard oh, that. Oh yeah, you heard that five six months ago. Yeah, I but, like that. Joint but it was a good hell. to put that on. You know, on the end, kind of like. A, it's like a kind of like a bonus joint, but kind of like yeah, here you go. We'll, we'll throw that on there to make yeah. it a, a complete joint. But yeah, that that song is dope. Um, and uh, there's another song I like too. I'm trying to find it because uh, I got it up here, but it's kind of split up. Uh, no, it's 
first one I really liked was uh, pace, Ken, pace, Kenny like, Lofton. Oh yeah, Kenny Lofton. Yeah, that beat was kind of weird, but I like what they were spitting. Yeah, but I yeah. like the patience drawing. Yeah, so there's a couple joints I like. Yeah, this this it's, it's it's a well, and I like how Currency's been doing the, the joint albums with people over the last couple years with him and um, uh, Freddie Gibbs mm-hmm. and Wiz Khalifa and uh, what's the guy named Jay Worthy, and now he just you know doing one with Smoke Dizzy. And I've been wanting them to do a track to I mean do a CD together for years because they kind of want that same kind of smokers vibe type of flow. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad they finally put it out. And it's, 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 it's pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, solid I, like, I, like, I like the beat that they all picked and everything like that. So uh, it's, a, it's a good track. Yeah, yeah. So both two two good tracks. I I refer them to people. Yeah, I mean, they're both two uh two pretty good pieces of work. So you know, I mean, salute to the older you know older guys. You know, still putting out good music. Yeah, I mean, I'm, absolutely. I'm, yeah, amongst uh, amongst the young fellas. To this day, man, currency is one of the most consistent artists. Yeah, that's that's still out. That's still doing it. Whenever my man puts out a body of work, he usually puts out a couple behind it. Yeah, he usually puts out like at least six to eight pieces of work a year. So mm-hmm. that's been very consistent. And Fab, we finally got something from Fab after a couple years stretch, but I understand he's out here doing his thing. Yeah, he kind of makes living his life. He's so. kind of like you know making you wait and all that stuff. Yeah, but I can, but you know it's coming though. Like you mm-hmm. know, like he's one of these type guys. He's not like pump faking. Like somebody's go, oh, this drunk gonna come out and it never comes out. You know his stuff's gonna come out. So he'll put out songs, testers, and everything like that to see what the vibe is, and then he'll just hit it, hit you with it, and then you let you, you know, let you listen to it for the next four, five, six months. So I was just listening to uh, uh, one of the, uh, the summertime shootouts, the first one, like yeah. a couple months ago. You know what I mean? So his his music is kind of like timeless. And although he still gets a lot of hate, he's sharp with the pen. He's sharp with the pen. I don't. Yeah, I, I used to hate him when I was young, but as he's grown up and as he's gotten older, yeah, I, mean, I gotta respect his uh, respect his craft. So, he's been doing it for over 20 years So he's a beast Alright so getting back to the sports <clears throat> Just a little bit We're going to get to a little bit of NBA talk And uh, last night the Sixers closed out the Indiana Pacers uh, Due to a game stealing steal From Ben Simmons That was a, that was a crazy game <laughs> It was losing and then, I mean, they didn't, and they don't even have anybody on their team. They got the Holiday Brothers and uh, Sabonis' son, and that's about it. And, but, you know, yeah, Joel Embiid uh, did his 30 and 10. Depot's not going to be playing for a while. He might not play until, like, January, February. Mm-hmm. So, just got a bunch of – oh, well, they got Malcolm Brogdon. He's actually having a pretty good season this year, too. But um, oh, That's right. That, you don't really bang with Miles Turner like that, right? Nah, he's soft. <laughs> a little too soft for me. But they got oh, – like no. but the rest of the team, you know, Nathan Mills got them playing above what they usually are. But yeah. they were actually winning the game. But, you know, uh, Ben Simmons did come up, you know, and – Used the length of his body, you know, six probably got a over seven foot wingspan, and you know, stole some balls, and he'd been a nuisance on defense. So I can appreciate, even though he's still not shooting, at least he plays defense. So I can commend him for playing defense. No one plays defense in the NBA anymore, so salute to him. Definitely, definitely. And uh, over the course of the past week, the Sixers went three and one uh, with their sole light loss coming last Monday in Toronto. Uh, they know they now hold a record of fourteen and six. While the top of both conferences does still remain the same, uh, Milwaukee still leaves the East with a record of 17 and three, and the Lakers uh, out in Los Angeles still lead the West with a record of 17 and two. And um, this week's flamethrower uh, award is going to go to James Harden, <clears throat> who put up 60 points and a winning effort <laughs> against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Houston won 158 to 111. 158 to 111 to ascend to 13 and 6. Uh, so, did you happen to catch any of that one, Taylor? 
I didn't see the James Harden um, uh, game, but um, yeah, you know, remember I was traveling, so I didn't really get to see too many basketball that's games. That's right, that's right. But, um, but yeah, yeah, but I did catch the Sixers game last night. Actually, no, I did watch the Sixers against the Knicks on Friday night. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, so I was able to watch it on my phone because I only in my hotel and had like nine channels. <laughs> But uh, um, <laughs> uh, I was, but I mean, I was only able to watch like a bunch of ESPN like college games and stuff like that. I wasn't able to watch like the actual uh, basketball game. But I watched them again on Friday night, and I'm glad that um, Embiid is playing on back-to-back nights. Like it's time to take the the, the training rules off. Let this, he has to play. Stop with this, um, you know, not playing and stuff like that. He has to play a uh, back-to-back night. He has to. If you, if you don't play him back to back night, he's not gonna be in rhythm. Then you'll get donut games like he had. But what was that last week or two? Like just he mm-hmm. has he has to play. Just play this man. He's 25, 20. If he gets hurt, then he gets hurt. That's you can't do nothing about people. You can't save people from themselves. Let this man play. And he had two back to back very very good games. Let him play. Al Horford had a good game. Um, I don't know what's going on with uh, Josh um, Richardson. He's hurt now. So, I mean, so they gotta you know bring up uh, you know Corky man off the bench. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> A bunch of other people, but uh, I, yeah, I still don't understand what Brett Brown's um, uh, bench stuff is. Sometimes he played Trey Burke, sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, I don't understand what the hell that's going on, but yeah, it's uh, you know, but you know, it's, it's still work in progress, but um, you know, we'll see. So, you know, what I mean, but you know, the, I'm painted to the Sixers and maybe the Bucks. The Bucks are uh, are, are trashing people, they're like 14 and 3. Well, clearly, he still doesn't know what his rotation is, so he needs to know, <clears throat> please. I, I want to say hopefully Brett's gonna get it together, but I don't. I, I hope I don't, so. I don't have faith, dog. Yeah. I'm not even. I'm not even there no more. Yeah, me either. He's. I don't know. But we'll see though. We'll see. I don't know. Still, like I said, we ain't even the first. We ain't even done the first quarter yet of the season, so we'll see. And the wild thing is, they won three games last week. Yeah. Well, the team <laughs> is actually good. You know what I mean? Tobias is actually showing up. He's looking pretty good. You know what I mean? So the team is actually good. And you got Al Horford on the team. He's not going to let the team just go down the toilet. I don't think yeah. Al Horford's ever been on a trash team ever since he's been in Atlanta. He's always been on a good team. So as long as you got him on the team, he's not going to allow them, them cast to, you know, to, to play underneath what they are. So we'll see those. Like I said, it's still early, but you know what I mean? Like they, they're doing okay. I was a little down on them last week, but I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm back on them this week. We'll see. That's how NBA is. One week you suck, next week you're back. So we'll see. That's a fact. Yeah. And one thing I have come to accept about these guys, which is, you know, I think a good thing. Well, it is a good thing. Is that on the defensive end, um, these guys, uh, they, they can play with anybody. Yeah. You know, if they decide they want to show up and they want to play defense that night, their length, their height, it's a problem for everybody, especially having Ben Simmons starting at point guard. So, um, you know, that's definitely to their advantage. Mm-hmm. They keep them in games. And whether their offense is clicking that night or not, if they can hold the team they're playing against under a certain amount, they might be able to pull out a W. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, we're going to finish up this week with Mike's minutes. And um, the two words this week... Uh, the comments uh, that I'm going to give y'all center around are patience and consistency. Um, and my message is that you do things until it happens. Um, just a couple quick questions. I mean, how how long do you let a baby stumble until they learn how to walk? How long do you let a kid ride a bike before you let them know that, you know, that's just not what you're supposed to be doing. You need to let this go. Same way you're patient with patient with children, you have to have some patience with yourself. And with that patience, you got to be consistent with where you're trying to go and you know what you're trying to do, what you're trying to get to, whatever that may be. 
So, you know, that doesn't mean that you won't have to make adjustments and be fluid with some things. But, you know, it really starts with those two things, being patient and consistent. So uh, that's that's what I want to leave y'all with as far as my Mike's ministry this week. And uh, before we get up out of here, um, I just want to share a little something with y'all from this weekend. Um, you know, so at this point, you know, we 13 episodes in, and I feel pretty comfortable. So I would go so far as to say that we're family now. All right. You know what I'm saying? I can be honest with y'all and say it's been a minute since I've been out on a Saturday night. You know, I'm a pretty simple dude. I don't do much. I play pool. So typically, if I'm anywhere on a night out, I'm somewhere doing that. I wish I could be like you. I'm in the streets. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, looking, you know. Look, look, looking looking for strays. <laughs> Trying try to scoop up some stragglers. Yeah, stragglers. I need to grow up. <laughs> but uh, last night, I had the pleasure of attending my first live comedy show. Um, it was presented by Buzz PNT. Uh, laughing High. The Blackout Edition. It was a great time to say the least. The comics were funny. The atmosphere was light and easy, and I was in the building with a whole bunch of people I've never met before, but everybody connected was cool. Uh, first of all, salute to Buzz Taylor, uh, who was the host and MC. He kept everything nice and official, and everything ran very smoothly. Uh, big salute to all the comedians. Some experts estimate that as much as 75% of the population experiences some level of anxiety when it comes to public speaking. Uh, so for all those out there not so good with math, that's three out of four people. Okay. And uh, these people get up and not only speak, but they have to make people laugh. It's a high pressure situation. Uh, and I take my hat off to anybody who throws their hat in their ring. Mm -hmm. uh, so setting off the stage was a young lady who goes by just taking pics. Uh, that's Jess, J-E-S-S, Taken, T-A-K-I-N, Picks, uh, a.k.a. my new favorite crack baby. Um, <laughs> she started she started the Sparks, um, and that that was uh, a part of her, her act and a part of her, uh, what she was doing. So uh, next up, they had a no-show. So all the way from Baltimore, uh, Jack Griffin stepped in literally at a moment's notice and turned it up. Very funny dude. Um, after Jack was Prince Jalil who had his family tree on deck. You know, it's, it, they were supporting. He had his mom in the building. He had his grandmom there. Um, and he didn't disappoint. Took it up a couple notches. Uh, the second lady on the card also made that move up from 95, uh, from Baltimore. Uh, and her name was Chi-Chi. Uh, she took the baton and kept it moving like Carl Lewis. Uh, Shorty was hilarious. And plus, it was like listening to Snoop from The Wire tell jokes because she had that accent pop out whenever she said you. Uh, so again, The Wire is one of my top three favorite shows of all time. Uh, and Chi Chi was followed by a comedic group called e ECG, uh, who almost kind of leveled things off. Uh, but all these acts collectively prepared the table on this Thanksgiving weekend for the top bill, who is my guy. Um, I know him from the first job I had out of college. Uh, it was at a Sprint store in Cedarbrook Shopping Center, and dude was always funny. Uh, but to see the way he's brought it all together uh, was something to experience. And uh, real quick, speaking of Sprint, I saw another former co-worker, so shout out to uh, Yashir Zayas, out here making boss lady moves, managing multiple stores. Keep growing up mine. Uh, shout out to your homegirl on the green, because she was on point like Cemetery Gates. But uh, I'm getting off topic. Anyway, uh, the headliner of the night was... Uh, is, is she single? 
I, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to holler at her. I didn't okay, give her a chance to speak to her, but she, she, okay. was, she was in there looking all right. All right. Uh, but the headliner I'm a, I'm a, You know I'm in high pursuit. You know that. <laughs> I'm not going to finish the rest, but I'm in high pursuit. <laughs> I know. I know. Taylor out here in these streets, man. Yeah, I am. Be, be on the lookout, man. You might you might have them run up on you somewhere. You might catch me at the local, local grocery store bumping into you on purpose. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the headliner tonight uh, was Sam Simonville. Uh, when he came on, uh, if the flames weren't yet burst like a bonfire, somebody tipped it, dumped the lighter fluid on. Like, my man got talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hadn't seen him since, like, 09, so uh, that was back when I left Sprint. Uh, but it was all love, and I appreciate the time I had. Uh, you can find all the comedians as well as the host in my followers. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S-L-E-E-P-I-S, the number four Y-O-U. Look out for new episodes, old episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Subscribe, comment, spread the word, and share because everybody needs more sleep, man. Salute to everybody in the building from last night. Salute to Baltimore. I got a couple partners out there. And uh, and that's about all. Taylor, you got anything else you want to add? Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, man. Y'all be careful out there with this shopping, man. It's crazy. Yep. It's going down, man. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Peace. Catch y'all next week.